If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And I just want to thank everyone for all of your support. At the time of this recording, just about six and a half weeks into this, uh, we have hit over 5,000 downloads, and we have been in the top 100 relationship podcasts in the US, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. So thank you guys so much for your continued listening. Thank you for sharing with friends. Thank you for leaving reviews. It means the absolute world to me. And the more we share, the more people we can impact for those going through breakups and other heartbreaks. So I just wanted to start off by saying thank you. And today we are going to do another listener advice show. So just a reminder that if you want to submit your breakup story to be covered on this show, you can click the link in the show notes and it is also on my Instagram at your breakup bestie at the link in my bio. So I, again, this form is totally anonymous. I collect a couple pieces of information just so it helps form the whole story, but I have no idea what this woman's name is. So anything that you submit is 100% anonymous. And today we have a 27-year-old woman. And just because I don't like not having a name, we are going to call her Casey today. So Fictional Casey is 27 years old, and she just went through a breakup on January 14th of this year. And another thing I ask is how long they've been together. So her and her ex were friends for five years, and then they spent three years as a couple. So to jump in, I'm actually, I'm going to read her story as to what happened. So I ask what happened, and then I ask what she's needing support on. And the reason I love doing these kinds of shows is because no matter what the circumstances of the breakup are, I know that there's thousands of other people that can relate. So when I'm reading the part about what happened, I want you to 
look for the similarities in your in the story between hers and yours and not necessarily like pointing out all the differences because there are 100% going to be differences but I think we can all relate to the same feelings of experiencing a breakup so you know listen for the similarities try to identify what the different feelings that are coming up for her and that way the episode will be helpful for all of us so this is what happened in Casey's breakup She says, my ex and I both work in the news business and met at our first job. We were extremely close friends for two years before taking our relationship to the next level. After the first year and a half of our relationship, I moved for a job, but we continued a long distance relationship for about a year. He moved to Florida a few months later and about two and a half years into the relationship, I moved to Florida to be closer to him. We didn't live together at first, but in August, he suggested we find an apartment. We toured several apartments before choosing our new home, but when it came time to sign the papers, he was reluctant. He asked if we could wait until after football season since he's a sports reporter, so I said, okay. Our anniversary was in early January, and he wrote me cards telling me how much he loved me and how thankful he was for me. Then, out of the blue, he broke up with me with hardly any explanation. He mentioned he felt pressure about the apartment, but he was the one who suggested it in the first place. In early February, we spent a day together, but he told me he needed time to decide whether he could devote 100% to the relationship. I told him I couldn't wait endlessly, and we parted ways. We didn't talk for about a month and a half, but I reached out at the end of March to tell him I still loved him and had feelings for him. We spent another weekend together where he told me he loved me and cared about me and wanted to spend more time together to see where things go. The third time we hung out after our breakup felt normal. We had a great time and great sex. He called me two days later and told me told me he loves me and cares about me so much, but quote unquote, doesn't feel it anymore and officially ended things. Ouch, this um, is not a fun breakup. And I'm going to go over a lot of this. And she asked so many great questions. So instead of kind of dissecting what happened step by step, I'm just going to jump into her questions. And then I'm going to have some tips at the at the end of this. So her first question was this an issue of our relationship or a fear of commitment? So this is 100% a fear of commitment or emotionally un- like emotional unavailability on his end. I think the main reason that you can tell that this is the case is nothing really changed in your relationship. Like, you know, nothing super significant happened. You know, I highly doubt you she went through an entire like personality change, whether in a couple months. So nothing changed from the relationship being happy to that it ending. So this is a hundred percent, you know, another telltale sign is the fact that once things started progressing is when he pulled away. So this has nothing to do with the relationship and everything to do with the fact that I think this guy is has a strong fear of commitment. So her next question is, I can't understand why we broke up. There wasn't a fight or any issue that I was aware of. Does anything stand out to you? So nothing particularly stands out, which I know this is what makes a breakup so much harder is when you can't like point to a particular reason as to why it ended. Um, But trust me when I say that this is 100% a textbook case of a guy being afraid of commitment. So he very, yeah, he could have been afraid of moving towards a next step. But I want you to stop the like analyzing of why you think he wanted to end it because 
this is very much an internal battle that I think he fought with himself and didn't have anything to do like pointing to you. So yes, there's nothing wrong. Yes, that makes a breakup so much harder. It requires a little bit of extra work because you don't have those answers that you want. So so yeah, I know this is hard, but no, nothing stands out except for the fact that he's afraid of commitment. Her next question is, was I justified in my excitement to move in with my boyfriend of three years? Is that what scared him away? You are 100% justified to be excited to move in with a boyfriend. I mean, three years is a long time to be together. It's a very natural progression of, you know, what the next step was. So not even not even getting to the point where he was the one that suggested it. So yes, it's not by you, you know, at that point, I think any kind of next step would have pushed him away. It has nothing to do with you being excited. I mean, if you were like not excited about moving in, I don't think that would have made it any better anyway. So so yeah, you were 100% justified in being excited. It's a very natural next step in the relationship. And he was the one that suggested it. The next question, what could cause his feelings to do a 180 degree turn out of nowhere? And I wish I had all the answers. I really do. But we can never really know exactly what causes feelings to change. Um, It's likely something that he's probably been dealing with internally for a little while. And the relationship progressing is just like the trigger that freaked him out. But more important than anything is to not concentrate on what happened with him. You need to really focus all of your energy on yourself and healing from the breakup. It'd be great if we could be mind readers. I wish we could know what could cause someone's feelings to change so quickly, but we can't. And we can spend so long trying to find the answers to that. But at the end of the day, like he, he at the end of the day, he might not even know what caused his feelings to change so much. He could have just been overcome with this fear. So I try not to get too much into the nitty gritty as to why men do certain things because my entire goal is to get you feeling better. So I want you to focus all of that energy on trying to figure out why he did what he did and turn it into like healing energy towards yourself. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. 
breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Her next question, kind of along the same lines, well, she said, if he loves me and cares about me so much, what was the it that was lacking? So the only it that was the issue was the fact that it was a relationship and he's, it sounds like he's not in a position to be in a relationship right now. So again, has nothing to do with you. It just happens to be the fact that you guys are are in a relationship and he doesn't have the emotional capacity to commit to a long-term relationship right now. Again, nothing to do with you. Just the fact that it was a relationship. And then she asked, how do I move on when I feel like I've gotten no closure or answers about what happened? So again, I get this closure question a lot. Um, the only closure is that you need is to heal yourself and move forward. Don't go on this quest for closure. I cannot tell you how many women I have seen spend months and months and months on this like quest for closure where they keep contacting their ex because they're asking or like demanding these answers when at the end of the day, Those answers aren't really going to make you feel better no matter what is said. So you're much better off just moving forward. And Glennon Doyle has this great quote, like, you don't need closure. You can decide it's closed. Like you are the one that has the power to move forward and give yourself your own closure. And that's the most powerful closure you can give. So more than anything, don't go on this like quest for closure. All you're going to do is prolong the the breakup and the healing. So, and then her last question was, if I was so blind to his feelings this time, how do I make sure I never find myself in this situation again? This is a little hard for me to answer just because I haven't, I don't know all the ins and outs of your relationship. I don't know all the subtleties in the relationship, but what I can do is I can speak from my own experience on this topic. And I was with someone who was afraid of commitment and who was emotionally unavailable for about a year and a half. And when he broke up with me, I was kind of in the same position as you. I thought the relationship was perfect and I felt completely blindsided. However, as time went on, certain things began to stick out to me that were warning signs that I just couldn't see at the time. So things like he wouldn't make plans with me more than like a month out. 
Uh, he didn't want to get super close with his family. And in fact, after the relationship ended, my dad had said, like, that guy always had a wall up. And, you know, so things like that began sticking out. So as the as your pain begins to subside, I can pretty well guarantee that you'll start seeing certain things jump out at you at, that were maybe warning signs that you didn't see or maybe things that you could have done differently, maybe, you know, having more like tough conversations about future stuff. So not saying you did anything wrong, but I think as time goes on, I think you'll see warning signs from him and then you'll see some things that you can do differently in the future. That's why each relationship and each breakup is such an amazing learning experience because when we actually do the work to heal, those things will start coming up and we can carry those into future relationships. Now I want to go into a more general sense, and that is I'm going to go through five things that you can do to deal with a breakup from a guy that was afraid of commitment or a guy that was emotionally unavailable. And the first and most important thing is this has nothing to do with you. Absolutely nothing. For a man to go from not wanting commitment to wanting commitment is an inside job that only he can do. There is no one in the world that can change that person's mind. It has to come from the inside. It has to be something that they work through. So it has never has anything to do with the partner. It never has anything to do with the partner. And I know this feels really hard to internalize, but believe it and just keep repeating it to yourself. Like when you get down on yourself of thinking it was your fault, like just keep repeating. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. It's all him. So number two, believe me when I tell you that this is a blessing and you do not want to end up with an emotionally unavailable person. This is the kind of person who may never propose. If they do propose, they might not be fully invested in the relationship. You know, you might not feel emotionally seen or heard. There are so many negative repercussions from being with someone who is emotionally unavailable. So I know it hurts like hell right now, but just know that this is a blessing in disguise because people don't often change. A lot of people stay in relationships thinking that their partner is going to change. So being with someone thinking that at some point their wall will just like magically come down and they will become super emotionally available is pretty unrealistic. So the fact that the relationship has ended and you can see that this person was afraid of commitment or couldn't commit to you fully emotionally that's a blessing. So just keep that in mind as like a small little nugget in the back of your head. So number three, what I would recommend is do things that increase your self-worth. So I remember the feeling so well after a relationship like that ends. And I remember thinking, I'm not good enough. If I was good enough, if I was pretty enough, if I was skinny enough, then I would have been enough for him to want a relationship. And this was kind of this broken record that kept playing in my head. So first off, I had to realize that none of that was true, absolutely none. And as time went on, I was able to see that I was an amazing partner and it was just his stuff that was blocking the relationship. So to combat that super negative self-talk, I started taking really good care of myself to demonstrate how much I loved myself and how worthy I was. So I did things like I got good sleep, I exercised out of self-love, not self-punishment, I ate what I wanted to. I wrote things down that I was proud of. I practiced affirmations regularly. 
So by taking those actions, my thoughts began to change and I was no longer like continuously beating the crap out of myself for not like being whatever it was that he needed. Because in reality, it wasn't anything that he needed. All he needed to do was, you know, work through his stuff. So it all comes back to having nothing to do with you. But what we need to do is like really work on making ourselves feel better and healing ourselves and showing ourselves self-love so we have that dignity and grace to remember that it has nothing to do with us. Number four is be okay with no closure. So I think a lot of people define closure as knowing exactly what is wrong with them that made the other person end the relationship. And it's really hard to accept that it has nothing to do with you and that it was just an issue in the other person's ability to commit in a relationship. So I mentioned it earlier in the re- in the episode, but if I could wish anything for people going through a breakup is that they don't continue to ask their ex- ask their ex for closure. All you're doing is delaying your ability to move on because what you'll ultimately end up finding out, just like I did, is that you are the only person that can give yourself closure. So I have on my website, I have a blog post with a bunch of affirmations for going through a breakup, but there are some in there that's like, I accept this breakup for what it is. I accept that I don't have all the answers right now, but someday it will make sense. So repeating that kind of stuff to yourself over and over again. And when you get into that like spiraling headspace of trying to figure it out, just say like, hey, we're not going to go there today. We're just going to like accept this for what it is. It doesn't have to feel good. And I, what I had to learn is like accepting doesn't mean approving. So you can accept something for your own peace and your own serenity, but you don't have to approve of it. You don't have to approve of what your ex did or what your ex wasn't able to do. But for your own sake and your own like peace of mind, it's good to accept it. And then the last tip is to get really firm on what you want and don't want in the future. And again, I'm going to speak from personal experience on this. But for me, I actually ended up getting stuck in a pattern with emotionally unavailable men. And in fact, I got dumped three times in two years for this exact same reason. And what I ended up discovering after a lot of journaling, a lot of therapy, was that I didn't feel worthy of being with someone fully committed to me. So I, in fact, began attracting the opposite. But what I also realized was that I was pretty horrible at stating my needs and standing up for myself and those needs. And in pretty much every case, I was well aware of the other person's commitment issues, but instead of standing firm and saying like, hey, I'm someone who really wants to get married and have kids. And if that's not in your future, I don't think we have a future. So I wouldn't do that. And I would just stay and I would hope that they would change. And in all three cases, (laughs) I stayed to a point where they had to break up with me. And they pretty much had to say like, I pretty much know that you want to get married and I'm not going to be the one that gives that to you. So I'm going to be the one that walks away. And instead, like, What a crazy opposite act of self-love. Like I was just staying with someone that I knew wasn't going to give me what I wanted, but I was just staying anyway. And now I am so grateful to all three of those people for breaking up with me because I needed that to happen. So after that third one, I got really firm 
and what I wanted and what were my non-negotiables, what I would no longer stand for. And I had to learn that even though it was so uncomfortable, I would have that very tough conversation in the beginning of dating. And I would say, hey, this is what I see in the future. Not saying it has to be with you, but this is what I'm looking for. If you don't see this in your future, I would love for you to tell me now because I don't think this is going to work out. And it was just a simple act like that that automatically like weeded out most of the emotionally unavailable people. So a lot of it is figuring out like what you're attracting and maybe is it like an unconscious belief that you have about yourself that you don't feel worthy like I did or maybe it's you need to work on setting boundaries and stating your needs and if someone's not meeting your needs like standing up for yourself and saying that it's not going to work out. So to wrap this up, I know this is one of the hardest kinds of breakups to go through because it feels like nothing is wrong, but I promise you that it's possible to get through it and to find someone who wants nothing more than to marry you and spend the rest of their life with you. So many people settle because they don't believe that someone like that is out there, but I can assure you 100% that it is. As someone who spent so long with people that didn't want to get married, I am now married and very happily so. So I was, I, you know, every single tip that I give is something that I have done personally. So I'm not going to give you something that didn't work for me. Trust that there is an emotionally available, very emotionally available person out there for you and just keep hanging in there. Stand up for yourself. Get really clear on what you want. And if you are someone who is currently in a relationship with someone who is emotionally unavailable, I'll actually be doing another episode on that specific topic at some point. But in the meantime, I did post an IGTV last week about this topic that should be super helpful for those of you that are currently in an emotionally unavailable relationship. So you can check that out on my Instagram at your breakup bestie. Thank you guys so much for 10 amazing episodes so far, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.